This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. As the world of book publishing finds itself in continual change, authors need to rely on experts such as our guest on this segment. Ellen Reed is a book shepherd, and she's the author of a new book entitled Putting Your Best Book Forward, A Book Shepherd's Secrets to Producing Award-Winning Books. Joining us from her offices in Los Angeles is Ellen Reed. She's the author of Putting Your Best Book Forward. Ellen, welcome to the program. Thank you, David. It's my pleasure to be here. Putting Your Best Book Forward. I love the name, by the way. Why did you write the book? Well, I've been doing this work for about 10 years. And what I realized more and more, even with the advent of all the digital books, that you still need to have a book that looks good and is properly edited, has a great cover, marvelous title, back cover copy, and interior design, including even if you have a print book, the kind of paper that is used. So in the huge business of over 500,000 books a year that are coming out, you still have to put your best book forward regardless whether you're a big house publisher or small house or an independent publisher or self-publisher. When you talk about, and in chapter one you do this, you talk about leveling the playing field. When you talk about that, what do you mean? What's happening in the industry? What's happening in the industry now is that this is the best time to be in the in the book publishing. It's hugely important now that the playing field is leveled by people producing books that look good. You know, you can really tell the difference between a book that's been well-designed and one that hasn't, one that's been well-edited and one that hasn't. And so because the self-publishing or independent publishing industry has changed so much and it doesn't have the onus that it used to have, we can actually compete along with the big houses if we do it right. And Mm. that's what I mean by leveling the playing field. Are the days of getting an agent and a big publisher, are they necessarily going away? I mean, how do you frame that for an author that comes to you? Oh, no. They're not going away at all. The only thing is time. Well, first of all, editor, let's see, how do I want to say it? Agents aren't taking everybody. They never did before anyway, so nothing has changed there. Your book has to be well-written. It has to be timely. It has to be appropriate for the kind of agent that you're looking for. You have to put out a great query letter. You have to do research, and then once you get the agent, then they have to pitch you to a publisher. So at the end of the day, it's a very long process. And today we're in speed, speed, speed. Everybody wants things done right away. The thing that's interesting about independent 
independent publishing or self-publishing is if a book looks good and gets some buzz, for example, if you create a, an excellent quality book, you put up a terrific website, you do marketing, there are agents who actually can take that information, the fact that you sold, you know, a few hundred copies or a few thousand copies, and move to a publisher and say, look at the buzz they created on their own. Ah. That's happened several times. Not necessarily to my clients, but I have some friends who are agents, and they say, without question, do an independently published book first, do it well, get some buzz, and then we'll look at you. In Chapter 3, Putting Your Best Book Forward, you talk about setting up a publishing company. I think uh, from what I know about the work you do, this is something you do like to recommend. Uh, Elaborate. What are the advantages to setting up your own publishing company, and why would you advise a client to do that? Setting up a publishing company is is a commitment. And if you don't want to do that and you want to put out a book with a co-publisher or a publisher like iUniverse, you can do that. If you want to go to CreateSpace and have Amazon.com put their ISBN on the book, you can do that. When you set up your own publishing company, though, you have the ability to own the ISBN, you own the rights, and you get the money. And I think that's the important thing to know, except that you need to pay attention to the details of the business, which is warehousing shipping, getting into bookstore distribution. So it's a commitment. But I think it's important, especially if you want to be in the game. You're a book shepherd. When it comes to the production, the creation, bringing, taking a manuscript from a book form to something that's sold in the market or helping an author to build their own platform, this is a huge, huge endeavor. What do most authors just seem to underestimate about all the details and all the levels that go into uh, the work you help them do? I think that most authors are terrific writers, but they're not marketers. The major problem is title, subtitle, back cover copy about the book and about the author. So, for example, if you had a book and you called it um, I Love Tomatoes and you went to a cover designer and said, I'd like some tomatoes on the cover, they would just go ahead and put tomatoes on the cover. They might give you three samples of, you know, what kind of tomatoes, heirloom, et cetera. <laughs> but if you come to me, I read the whole manuscript, talk to you about your plans. We used to say a five-year plan. Then it was a three-year plan. Mm. Then it was a year plan. Now it's even a six-month plan. So everything right. is fast. Right. So how do we want to handle this? What do you? How do you see yourself? Are you a speaker? Are you a seminar leader? Is it fiction? Is it nonfiction? Is it a memoir? What is it? What do you want to do with the book? And then we title it accordingly. I have a wonderful copywriter who um, works with me, and we in, we not only read, but we intuit what the market will bear. For example, Rick Fishman, who's a colleague of mine, says four-word titles are terrific. They're really good. And then the subtitle is the promise of the book, and that can be longer. And then the, the information on the back cover, which is what you're going to grab the, the potential buyer's attention with, has to have a terrific headline. So I think they underestimate the power of that kind of writing. I wanted to shift gears a little bit and talk about the end game, the distribution. What has been the traditional model, Ellen, for authors? And again, we've got major disruptions going here, as you and I both know, but for the benefit of our listener, what's going on with distribution in in books? You can actually get a book printed on demand using the Amazon company CreateSpace, and they will distribute your book to Amazon, but they won't distribute it to the bookstores. So it's very important that an independent author gets into Ingram and Baker and Taylor, who are the major wholesalers. And some people don't know the difference between a distributor and a wholesaler. A wholesaler feeds a distributor who feeds a bookstore. 
and all bookstores use Ingram and Baker and Taylor. And it's possible for a single title publishing house can, to get into Ingram and Baker and Taylor. It's very doable and it's not hard. And so I'd say get your book listed there, however you can. And then make sure that you also have the book created as an ebook, which I'm sure you'll ask me about that in a few minutes. And make sure that your book is on your website. And there's a whole bunch of ways to do this. But to get into the basic wholesalers, that's the key for distribution into the bookstores, which, by the way, is going to be very difficult physically. But at least if somebody walks into a bookstore or calls and says, do you have such and such a book, they'll say, no, but we can get it. Okay, so it's and not necessarily... I think is most important. Okay. Mm-hmm. It may not necessarily be in stock on the shelf, but it at least you know you've got access through those retail points called bookstores. There was a woman once who went on Oprah. I think, I don't know who it was, but very big buzz, and people went to the bookstore. She forgot to get her book in distribution. <laughs> they went to the bookstore and they said, what book? I've never heard of that book. Oh, my goodness. Don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. what if you get on the radio? What if you get on television? What if somebody writes an article? You don't know where people are going to go to find your book. They may not find your website. They may not go to Amazon. They may walk into a bookstore. Very important. We're visiting with Ellen Reed. She's the author of Putting Your Best Book Forward, A Book Shepherd's Secrets to Producing Award-Winning Books. Uh, The website is www.ellenreadauthor.com. In the book, Ellen, you talk about electronic distribution. You hit on this a moment ago, the idea that you can take a manuscript and, and create many different types of versions with it. How do you suggest your clients approach this? This is a fascinating topic. Probably would take an entire two-hour interview. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are people who are book converters. It's not that easy to take a book that's already been laid out in InDesign or Quark and turn it into an ebook because the converters have to convert the book back into a Word document. And each iteration of the book is, has a different method of doing that. For example, the Amazon Kindle wants you to convert one way. There's a distributor called Smashwords, and they distribute converted books to the Barnes & Noble Nook, for example, the iPad, the iPhone, the Stanza, the Mobi Pocket, the EPUB version. And there are converters who will take that, convert it for you, and then you have to sign yourself up with a distributor like Smashwords, and then they distribute your book out to all these various places. Then people go on those sites and they download your book, and then you get paid through the distributor, not direct. Okay. Because you can't sign up directly with iPad to get one book up on the iPad. So that's, it's a long story, but it's not hard to do as long as you know who to call. Yeah, and you need that intermediary, as you suggest. They really don't do deals with, into, with one title authors or only a couple of titles. I guess uh, they that's like to... That's true with audiobooks as well, which yeah, you well know. Yeah, let's cover the audiobook piece. So you've got an e-book. You recommend, I know I recommend too, that authors create multiple versions from their books. You've got the print, you've got, I think there are more than one version of a print you can do. Speak to that for a moment. There's... There are a couple different print ideas there, too, aren't there? Then we can move back to electronic. Absolutely. Once the book is written, I like to call it the file. Mm. Once the book is written and it's edited and the title and subtitle and back cover and about the book and about the author are created, then you can do a trade paperback version offset where you can send it to a printer and they can put what we call book decoration on it, which is embossing, foil stamping, stuff like that. You can do that on a trade paperback book. If you decide to print a book digitally, you can't do the enhancements, but you can still print the book with a four-color glossy cover and um, a couple of different kinds of paper. Usually it's off-white for fiction and white for nonfiction with digital printing. 
those are really short-run things, 100 books at a time, 50 books, 200. But once you start getting into the 500, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 books, it's important to print your book with an offset printer. An offset printer will do a hardcover version. That means a case binding and um, stamping on the spine and then a dust jacket. There are some print-on-demand houses like Lightning Source who will also do a hardcover book, by the way. Wow. And they'll do it one at a time. You know the difference between printing and print-on-demand, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> print-on-demand means they print one at a time. And you have to do that with a house that will pay you a percentage rather than having you be the publisher of record. Mm-hmm. They own the ISBN. They print and then you get paid a percentage. That I didn't know. That I didn't know. So they actually... The difference is that when... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. When you do a hardcover book with a print-on-demand house, you can't choose a three-piece case in certain fabrics. The custom work that I do with my clients is, if you're going to do a hardcover book, let's take a look at all the various choices. Maybe you want to do something that's leather-like or linen. It's kind of like when you decorate the inside of your house, your living room, and you want to pick country French or whatever your style is. You can do that with a book. Offset printing is when you want to do over 500 copies. And then when you have your own publishing entity and you print those books, you need to have a place to put them. So I suggest a fulfillment where, I mean, a, a fulfillment warehouse, yes. We, uh, once you have your book in bookstore distribution and they ask for a couple of cases, you email the fulfillment house and you say, please ship two cases to Book Clearinghouse, for example. And Book Clearinghouse will send cases to Ingram. It's a it's a process. That's why I'm a consultant. That's exactly right. There's so much that it is encompassed in the work you do for your clients. The book is Putting Your Best Book Forward by Ellen Reed. She's the author of the website again, www.ellenreed R-E-I-D author.com. Just to close out this segment, Ellen, I, we, we were uh, moving towards electronic versions of books. You, you like the idea of repurposing a manuscript into many forms, don't you? You like the idea of doing multiple oh, I versions. Love it. The more places people can buy your book, the better for you. Why not? You've already written the book. It's a terrific book. It looks great. It's got all the right bells and whistles, and you have an opportunity to have it available as, as a download. You know, I I was on an airplane once, and the audio and the video was, was down, and luckily I had my iPhone, but I didn't realize that I had only downloaded before I got on the airplane and turned the airport button off, two books. But at least I had two, and I got to read on a trip from Chicago to L.A. I immediately went out and got an iPad, and I downloaded a bunch of books because no matter where you are, you can read, 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 read. You don't even have to have the print version with you. So I say be everywhere. No, it's, 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 and if they had an audio version, I would have listened to it, too. Exactly. So many different ways, and everybody listens or reads or, or, or consumes books and information differently, so why not just uh, repurpose, create those extra electronic versions in addition to your print version? So much we could cover. You're right, it could take about six days. We don't have six days uh, winding out this set. <laughs> I want to give you another website, though, please, URL, David. Please, please. Uh, com. B-O-O-K-S-H-E-P. That's my uh, Ellen Reed's Book Shepherding site. And it talks more about my clients, pictures of their books. Ellen Reed Author is about me and my book, but bookshop.com is about my business as a book shepherd. 
either way, you'll find me. Excellent. And so uh, you're continually consulting startup authors, experienced authors that uh, need to get a manuscript out into the market in uh, the variety of ways we've talked about. The book covers it all, takes you through the entire process, and you've got a lot of editorial about your, your views and sort of framing this whole process for an author that has no clue. And uh, it's wonderful. Putting your best book forward, available on Amazon uh, and everywhere else. We're working on an audio book with you uh, now that'll be soon available out there. You've got the physical versions as well. Yes. Ellen Reed, thanks so much for joining us on the program. You're welcome. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for asking me, David. Small Biz America. The Brain. Online at smallbizamerica.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.